Welcome to another episode of Through My Eyes. I'm Ralph Franzulli, your host for our series of interviews with Little Falls Vietnam veterans. I'm honored to have with me today Ron Kane. Ron served in the Army and he was in Vietnam from December of 1967 until December of 1968. Ron, appreciate you coming in. Thanks for your service. Glad to do it. Glad you're here. Let me start with this. Let's go back a few years, Ron. Um, you finished school in 65, right. but you didn't get graduate. You didn't uh, get drafted until 67. Right. Fill in those couple of years for me. What were you doing in your life back then? What well, was I was working at H.P. Snyder's, I imagine, I think. Snyder's? Yeah. Okay. I was lucky I got out of two years from not getting drafted. So was Vietnam on your uh, radar screen when that led to No, I didn't know where it was or anything else. I had no okay. idea where it was. Yeah. yeah. If you would give me a million dollars to go there, I wouldn't know how to get there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so when the letter came, how did you feel about that? What were you thinking? Terrible. Oh, I didn't really? want to go. <laughs> no? No, I didn't want to go. How did your family feel about it? Well, my brother Bob got drafted, but he stayed tight. Johnny. My brother John, he got, I think he enlisted and Gary got drafted, he went to Korea. Uh, you couldn't have two brothers in Vietnam at the same time. Right, right. So Gary went in and I went in 67, so he didn't have to go to Nam, I did. <laughs> the youngest of the boys, right? The one of you was going to end up there and it was you. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about basic training. Where was it? Oh, in Fort Dix, New Jersey. Okay. Any particular memories from your basic oh. that stand out? Well, yeah, I, I went with uh, Rock Serrano from Little Falls. I went with him. He died a few years ago. And, uh, <clears throat> Rock was a little little overweight when he went in, and I was into physical stuff. I, was, I didn't have this, okay? Mm -hmm. And I helped Ralph, uh, Ralph. I helped Rock all the time with physical stuff, you know, doing the monkey bars and the push-ups and stuff. And he would help me with making the beds and doing all the the chores that you do around the house, because I didn't know how to do all that. My mother always did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the first day like? You show up uh, oh, it was on terrible. a bus? And <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're all yelling at you, do this, do that, and you, you don't know what to do with it. You know, I was never in the service, never wanted to go in the service, to tell you the truth. But you got through it. You were in good physical yeah, shape. Yeah, eight weeks. Okay. Well, actually, it was like nine weeks I stayed there. But I was lucky I came home like four four weekends in basic training. So that was kind four of weekends. nice. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah. It? Yeah. They gave us, you know, leave. We were, we were in a kind of uh, soft unit. The, what, the, what's that mean, soft unit? Well, it, you know, a lot of the units would get up four four thirty in the morning and they'd run two miles. And we got up, we went to chow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, we didn't, we didn't have all that. That hard stuff, you know, so I, I liked it. Because we had a bunch of guys, uh, sergeants that were Vietnam veterans themselves. Okay. So they kind of took it easy on us, you know. But the other guys, I felt sorry for them, you know. And that's about it. And basic training, I got done with basic training. Then I went to uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. For AIT? Yeah. Okay, what was that like? That was, that was different. I wouldn't want to live in Oklahoma, let's <laughs> put it that way. I ran into Andy Rich from Little Falls. Oh, I ran into him one night down in Lawton, Oklahoma. Okay. Ran into him and he, I don't think he even went to Vietnam. So it was kind of nice running into somebody you, you know from Little Falls, yeah. you know. Right. Okay, then after that, let's see where'd I go. 
with the NOM. <laughs> well, getting back to AIT though, what did you learn a specific job there? No, just no, uh, being a gunner and uh, working with a ammunition and stuff. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, you, were, you were in the artillery, you were in a field artillery unit. Right. Is that where you learned how to do that? Right. That's where your role was. So, what, so, yeah, that's what, what was your role? What did they teach you there? Well, I had quite a few. I was a, I was a gunner and I was an RTO, radio telephone operator. They would call up to, to strikes for me and I'd have to relay it to the gunners. Okay. Go ahead and fire. I'd, right. I'd get the order to fire and they would fire. Okay. So, then you deployed to Vietnam. Where did you leave from? Where did you leave the mainland from? Do you recall? Oh, from Oakland, I believe. Oakland? Yeah. You remember anything about the flight over? No, it was a long flight. I know that. Yeah. Uh, you true, though. So it would go down, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the first day I, we landed in Vietnam. I'll never forget this. It's the smell. It was really hot. It was at night. And got off the plane. Oh my God, I got to spend a year in this crap, you know? So that was that. And I think the second day I was there, uh, we were having formation, and uh, a new, had to be a new soldier, just, must have just gotten down. He had a heat stroke. I don't know if you guys ever saw someone with a heat stroke. You just they lay on the ground and they're shaking. And, uh, I, was, I don't know. What, I can look forward to this. You know, I was scared. It was that warm. But but he he made out okay. He brought him around. Yeah, it's interesting because that's a, a question I ask every vet is what was it like when you first stepped off the plane and you already answered and that's yes, that's it's very stink. typical. Yeah, yeah. So next couple of days, what what did you do for the first two three days while you were there? Just, just mustered in and he found out where we were going to go. Okay. Then we all loaded up on. The, on a, on a truck, they didn't give us any weapons, what they were supposed to do, but they didn't. We drove through Saigon, okay. and we went to uh, Long Bend. They want to really muster in, then they sent you to your, your post. Okay. And they, they were shocked. Where's your weapons? We never got any weapons. They didn't give me a weapon? You know, holy cow, you know, they're supposed to give you, you're in Vietnam, you're in a war zone. And we're riding through Saigon, you know, like, eh. You know, Sunday afternoon. Didn't feel helpless, huh? Yeah. I mean, what happened if you know somebody attacked us or something? Yeah. You know, throw rocks at them or what? So okay. now you're headed toward your post, which yeah, was yeah, the Lake Cape Vietnam. That's like 40, 43 miles northwest of uh, Saigon. I read something interesting about Lake Cape. Um, apparently, it was one of the most heavily rocketed bases every day. Yeah. in Vietnam, and maybe almost as bad as, not quite as bad as Quezon, but it was bad. Yeah. And the funny thing, not funny, but um, you, get, you probably get hit with rockets like two, three times during the day and then yeah. at night, yeah. and apparently there was a sign on the front gate that said, Welcome to Rocket City. Rocket City. You remember that? Yeah. You're right. So what was it like? I mean, you, you it was scary. That, scary. You know, you know I mean, at any moment, you know, a rocket could come in. I remember one time, I showered and shaved, and I had all my stuff in there, and I'm walking down back to the gun. Here comes the lieutenant, and I thought, i got to salute this guy. Before I could do that, a rocket hit hit the mess hall. Boom, we, we all fell on the ground there, and luckily he didn't get hurt, and I didn't get hurt. But it's scary. It's really loud, and the concussion. You know, it's like here to, oh, maybe the van scan. Okay. Okay. Right. 100 yards. It's not very far. All right, and it's, it's scary. Then we, after we went down and looked at it, the side of the buildings were all tore apart and stuff. 
Okay. <laughs> so how, and this happens every day. I mean, it, this yeah, is something just, just about every day. You could hear them going over. We had artillery behind us, 105s, those okay. little, little ones. They would, they would go over, right over us, you know, and we don't, is that incoming or, you know, we don't know if we should, we should. So you're getting it and you're also hearing it from your own guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned where Lyke was. Uh, that's a, that was a pretty heavily infested area for Viet Cong. Yeah, it? yeah it was. Yeah. The Ho Chi Minh Trail was right on in front of us. Right. Like 10 miles from us. So we, we used to uh, shoot at them every night. They call it uh, harassment rounds. Okay. We, you know, you couldn't see him at night. You know, yeah. So he just right. kept shooting where Old Chi Minh Trail was. And, you know. Was that over the border or? No, that's still in Vietnam. That's still in Vietnam. I, I don't think you were too far from Cambodia, were you? No, not really, no. Yeah. Black Bridge and Mountain, that was out in front of us still. We could see that. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a famous, famous mountain in Vietnam. Black Bridge and Mountain, they called it. So tell me a little bit about your actual role firing the, the, the gun that you were assigned to. <clears throat> Tell me about that. Well, let's see. Uh, when I was just a, a helper, like, uh, you, mm -hmm. you, you would load the shell onto a, uh, a tray, like, okay, you have two guys because it's like 200 pounds, all right? And you'd put, it, put that on the thing and they would lift it up onto the uh, gun and they would put it in and they'd get a charge of, uh, Gunpowder, stuff that in there, then they would get ready. Then the RTO, the radio telephone operator, would tell you the deflection quadrant where you're shooting. Then ready, ready, fire. And they did, you know, pull up. That, that was basically that. And I was in uh, ammo one site uh, for about a month and a half, driving five ton trucks still. Because we would, uh, the unit itself went out on, in the field. Up in the, not long band, but Ben Y, I think it was, and they were out in the field there, so we had to bring ammo to them, and you know, of course, gunpowder. So we would, I would make that run all the time. Then I got, <coughs> excuse me, then I got transferred off that to uh, on the gun. And the first time I was on the gun was uh, uh, they had wet uh, gunpowder, and they put it in there, and you get a backblast from it. Oh. And it's a flash and it would be loud and I'm, oh my God, you know, <laughs> that, that wasn't nice at all. Then uh, we had to leave there because they were going to destroy the village. We were going to destroy the village because it was controlled by the Viet Cong. We were going to just, you know, we, we, just told, we told all the good guys, you know, get the hell out because we're going to, you know, we're going to bomb them. So we did and we went back to Lycate and we stayed there until I mustered out. So, getting back to the the gun, this was an you said an eight-inch gun. Yeah, yeah. So well, you, you, you can see the how, how big the shells are. Yeah, I saw the photo. The photo. So these are shells that are big enough that you, you, know, you can't carry them. By no, hand. You have no. To, I lifted one up though once. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like the first time you, you fired this gun with the intent to kill? Was, I mean, that's what's that, what is that like? It was amazing, but you didn't have to see who you killed. You were far uh, enough away, obviously. You know, that was kind of nice. And, yeah. and they would have a spotter and a pipe gun would direct your fire. And after the, the, the mission was over, he'd go back, because he couldn't go over a fire, of course. And he'd say, you know, 
killed in action. We got 20 bodies underground or 10 bodies yeah. or two bodies. So you're always getting feedback about yeah. the effectiveness of, yeah. of your Like we were doing shows. something important, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we were just firing, knocking trees down. It wouldn't have been, you know, fun. Right. Well, it wasn't fun. <laughs> Sorry, I said that word. But. What's the distance of artillery? That? How far could an artillery piece like this fire up? All 14 miles. 14 miles. miles. All right, so you're far enough away. Yeah. Did, now you were there, you got there in 67. The Tet Offensive started in like January, January 68. What yeah. was that like for, around your area? That was terrible. Was it really? Yeah. Give me an example. What, what do you mean by that? Oh, more rockets, more mortars. Yeah, just, but, you know, they physically, tried, physically they didn't come into our camp. Oh, they never got that far, okay. They never got through the wire or anything no, like that. thank God. All right. But you, like I told you on the phone before, I went to see Bob Hope in the Christmas show. I was going to ask you about Bob Hope. He was yeah, there. That, that was nice. Brett yeah. Welch was there and a few other, a Crosby guy, not Bing Crosby. Gary Crosby? I think well, Gary was his son, I believe. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So were there a lot of people at the show? There had oh, to be yeah. It was back. packed. We had to sit on our helmets. We didn't have any seats. We were just out in the big field, like, you know. Yeah. We sat, everybody sat on your helmets. And yeah. It was funny when they, like, uh, Silent Night. He said, you, you people don't have to sing, just move your lips. Oh. <laughs> we'll make it look like you're singing. So, so he was, when was he there? Around the holidays? Yeah, just around right. almost Christmas. So this was right after you got I was, I was only there like a month. Yeah. You know, and they asked me if I wanted to go. Yeah, sure I do. Yeah. So that was something fun. Yeah. What else did you do for fun? <sighs> Not much. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you had, must have had a lead at some point, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I went to Taipei. Taiwan for an hour and hour five days. Okay. Matter of fact, I went there uh, June fifth because we were on the airplane when uh, Robert Kennedy got shot and killed, and I was over there when Martin Luther King got killed too. So that was. So were you were hearing? That was kind of hairy. Were you hearing? You were obviously hearing about all all the protests and demonstrations. Yeah, well, not a lot though. Not a lot. But you did hear about it. Yeah. I mean, how did that make you yeah. feel? I mean, that's you yeah. know, here you are in Vietnam in bad conditions yeah. and yeah, not good, huh? Yeah. No, it wasn't good. No. Yeah. And Hanoi Jane, everybody knows her, right? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a kick in the face too. Yeah. Yeah. You talking about Jane Fonda? Yeah. Yeah. Hanoi Jane, that's what we call her. Right. Right. <laughs> it's funny because I went to a. Went to a officer training school up in Rome a couple weeks ago, the last month. And in the urinal, they got a picture of Jane Fonda. <laughs> me, and Dave, me and David Teal went. We both come out of there laughing like Alan. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Picture of Jane Fonda, right in the urinal. Let me ask you this. What, what was your proudest moment? Wait, what? Your proudest moment. You yourself, your proudest moment. Well, okay. Uh, I was still working on the gun, but it was, uh, it was, we got four different guns. Okay? And our, our, our gun, this Big Bad Deuce, was number two. They weren't in, the, in this mission. I think number three was in on it. It was a bunch of Marines that were caught in a dried up uh, riverbed. Okay. And they were getting, getting their ass kicked. So they, uh, they asked for help from us, so we, I helped number three shoot and, and they were running low on ammo, so I had to go jump in the, in the vehicle, get a bunch of ammo, bring it back over to them, and 
you know, I, I'm, I'm going driving right in front of the guns and they're shooting. And, and the, the commanding officer said, who the hell is that crazy guy in the tractor? With me. You know, but everything worked out fine and they, they sent back, thanks a lot, you know, you kicked yeah. their butt. That was a good thing. Yeah. yeah, that was probably the proudest right there. Okay. What was the saddest moment? Well, sure it wasn't when I left. No. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that, we had a guy get killed one time. There was a corporal, he got a rocket came and hit him and went right through his throat and killed him almost instantly. That was, that was sad. He was a really nice guy. You knew that. He's guy. a black guy. He was a really, really nice guy. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's whoever gets killed. It's always that way, isn't it? Yeah. The good die young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about yourself? Any injuries or wounds? That, did you come out unscathed? No, not really. No, I was. No, I lucked out. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about Christmas? What was Christmas like there, other than Bob Hope? What were the holidays like? It was kind of sad, actually. I, was it? Yeah. You because know, I didn't want to be there to begin with. And, yeah. You know, my, my dad was sending me letters, and I was sending the letters back. And, you know, I lived here in a little while for, you know, what, 21 years, I think it was, and it was sad. Yeah. Yeah. We got good meals, though. The one thing about the army over there, you, you ate well. Really? Yeah. So you had a good mess hall. Yeah. Yeah. And Thanksgiving, I was over there for Thanksgiving the following year. That was, that was nice, nice turkey and all the dressing, and it was almost like being home, but you looked out the window, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're getting short, Ryan, and your time is... That was nice. Yeah. But don't you get a little nervous when it, you know, you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're counting the days oh, yeah. down and yeah. you want to get out of there? Yeah, I remember one time we, were, we had a fire mission and he had a bunch of rookies just come in because we're all, a lot of us were leaving. And we, they put the, the shell on the thing, they lifted it up like that and they forgot to put the strap around it and it fell off and it come down and hit and it broke the, the fuse right off. And everybody just, and then they, and they, is this going to blow up? And it wouldn't because it has to go with so many revolutions before oh. it sets. But, you know, at the moment, you didn't know I'd hold a cow. <laughs> you know, should we run? What should we do? You know, yeah. that, was, that was kind of scary, that was. Yeah, because you're, re you're getting ready to go home. Yeah, right. And, and now I'm going to kill on my own shell. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't have been nice. Yeah. So what was coming home like for you? Where did you... Fly uh, San Francisco, actually. Yeah. Did you have a uniform on? I assume you did. Yeah. yeah. Did you run into any anybody who were get, anybody giving you a hard time? No, no. Just this couple stewards. I asked them a question or something. They said, "You can't go there." Said, what do you mean I can't? We're just kidding. You, you go right down there. I, you know, I, I thought they were serious. I said, no. Go yeah. ahead. You can go. So, yeah. Well, I actually stopped in Hawaii first. Oh, that must have been nice. Yeah, that was nice. Only you know, half hour, forty-five minutes. Oh. Okay. You walked around a little bit, saw the crazy looking fish and stuff. That was, that was interesting. It's the only time I'll ever get to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Did you have any, did you, have you had any issues uh, related to Agent Orange? I'm um, sure you were exposed. Yeah. Can you talk yeah, about that a little bit? Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer? Yeah. I did, I, they caught it last, last year, last February, as a matter of fact. That seems to be very common among yeah, non-prostate yeah. prostate seems uh, to be Agent common. Orange, yeah. I often wondered about that, Rob. You look out in front of you, right? There's nothing growing there for 200 yards. 
Who the hell? I never see anybody in a bulldozer out there, you know, knocking it down or nothing. How the hell is it? How did they kill it? But Agent Orange. So you never actually saw saw them spraying? No. And they didn't tell you they were spraying. No. no. But yet you were exposed. I don't know to if they did it that night or what. They did. Yeah. But obviously you were exposed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. How was the VA for you? They've been good. They've been good. Rome's been good, and so has Syracuse. They've been real good. They gave me gave me your uh, hearing aids, but. I put a claim in for hearing, but they denied me three times. They said that I, I didn't, I didn't lose my hearing over Vietnam. I lost, I must have lost it when I was working at Snyder's or Remington Arms. I worked for Remington Arms for 38 years, so I, I just gave up on it. At the hell with it, you know. Well, when you were firing the gun, I mean, yeah, they, they, exactly. you didn't have ear protection, did you? <laughs> no, I mean, that had to be loud. No, they told you open your mouth. That's what they told you to do. When you fire, open your mouth. And it won't hurt your ears so much. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, well, that's what they told us. Really? Well, well, at least they're taking care of you now. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. 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 So after all these years, you're looking back in Vietnam. Did it change you as a person? Yeah, I think it did. I, I think it made me wiser. Really? Yeah. In what way? I just I, I I understood life a little bit better. I think mm -hmm. you know, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, nothing can hurt you, right? You know, you could drive a car 100 miles an hour, you can't, you won't get an accident, and you know, nothing's going to happen to you. You could dive off yeah. potholes, you know, 80 feet in the, you know. You hung out of the potholes too, huh? I did. You did that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy, we were out there a lot. Yeah, when we were in high school. It's fun. That's quite, it's all, you know, that's almost all filled in now. Yeah, you can't get in there, it's, yeah. No, the, 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 the water itself. Oh, I didn't know that. And the small one, from the floods we had. Oh, really? Knocked all the rocks down, you can, you can almost walk across it. That's amazing. Yeah. I ain't been down there in about 10 years now, so. Well, you came home in, you came home in 68. Um, Saigon fell in 75. Mm -hmm. How did that? Did you think about that at all? How did you? How did that make you feel? I was fighting there and well, I was that disappointed. I was, you know, you know, I like to, I always tell everybody that asks me, we were winning the war when I left. <laughs> you know, we end up didn't, you know, we didn't we didn't win it afterwards. So. You're not the first one to say that. We won all the major battles. Yeah. yeah. But then the outcome wasn't what we wanted. Yeah. Which was a shame. And I, I, I thought we were doing real good over there too with the people. I enjoy. I, I liked the people. The people were friendly. They were nice, nice people. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed them. Little kids would come up and you'd throw them candy and stuff. You know, GI, you're number one. You know that means you're good. You know, you don't pretend you're you're no good. Yeah. You know, this guy's nice too. Yeah. When you were there, did you have any contact with the South Vietnamese Army? I had what? Did you ever come in contact with the South Vietnamese Army? What they call the Ar Arvin? Yeah, well, uh, the the barber son was the Arvin soldier, Arvin captain, I think. But they always thought when he, every time when he came, he would like walk and walk, then he'd go visit his father, and a couple of days later, rockets would come in. I said, son, my son, I bet he's, he's doing something. He's he was still, playing a couple of different roles. Yeah, yeah, he's a double agent. Yeah. 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 We never proved it or nothing, you know. Right. Yeah. Ron, what would you, what do you think the American people should remember about the Vietnam War? What would you like them to 
we did our duty. That's all. We were called and we went. You know, yeah. I didn't want to go. I'm, I'm sure 90% of them didn't want to go, especially the draftees. You know, yeah. I know they didn't want to go. We met. I met a lot of good, good people over there. So. You stay in touch with anybody that you came to know over there? No, not really. No. no. One guy, Joe Gillette from Crockett, Texas, right outside of uh, Austin. He was, he was a nice guy. Right? Matter of fact, I, I was firing the gun with him. He was the other guy in the, on the gun. So. No. And I know you're involved in American Legion and. Well, I'm not, I'm not in Legion. I'm in the VFW and the Carl Staffel now too. Okay. I joined the Carl Staffel. It used to be just for detailion, but now it's for anybody, as long as you're a veteran. Right. You don't have to be a veteran right. foreign wars like the VFW. Right. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have? No. Anything come to mind? Just when I come, come home, I had 30-day leave, and I really didn't want to go back because I had to go six more months. Also, when you got home, you weren't done with your service. Right. They wanted me to stay 40 days more than I could have mustered out of Vietnam. I said, no, I'm going to go home now. It was, it was 366 days that there was. Yeah. So I where did you serve the six years? Where, where were the last six months served? Where were At you? Fort Hood, Texas. Okay. That, that was different, too. Boy. In the mornings, a couple of the mornings, it was 18 degrees. In the afternoon, it would be 75, 80 degrees. So, what? <laughs> You know, not like here, right? When it's cold, it's cold. When it's hot, it's hot. But that was interesting too. And I, I left Fort Hood on the 3rd of July, 69. And I think the, the match won the pentadelic that year too, right? 69 they did. Right? Yeah. And I went to my sister Barbara, she lived in Indiana, her and her husband Perry. So I stayed there for a while, then I come home. Yeah. And my brother John called me up, you want to go to work? Not really. <laughs> so I went to work at Arms in October. So I got out in July. I didn't go to work. I was on unemployment for a while. So basically, I spent 38 years at Remington Arms. So. Good life. Yeah. Good life. Yeah. 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 It was good. I married my wife for who, 49 years now. Wow. Congratulations. One kid. That's a long time. Three grandkids. Drive you crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't they all? Well, Ron, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I hope I did all right. Thank you very much for your service. I certainly appreciate it. Well, thank you for, for doing this. A lot of times somebody you know, did, did something for us. I mean, we didn't have a parade, so. Well. Maybe someday. You know, I want to do I want to go on that trip to D.C., but I got, 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 I got to get a hold of the congressman or something, see what, see what you got to do to do that. I'd like to, because I've, I've never gone to. So you haven't seen the wall? No. I, I've been there. It's fun. Oh, have you? Yes. Oh. I took my kids there. It's absolutely amazing. Oh. Fan, fantastic experience. How do you hold tears at that, though? Well, I wasn't in the service, and I cried. So it's, you know, it's it's yeah. rough. That's, what I, that's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah. Every American should see it. Yeah. Yep. Good. Thank you. Yep. No problem. That's another episode of Through My Eyes. Thank you very much for watching. Hope to see you next time.